champions! I am the Tag Team 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 Champions! I'm the one that celebrities call for their kids' birthday party! This is... Marking out Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans We marking out, y'all Follow on Twitter Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans We marking out, y'all Marking out Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans We marking out, y'all Brennan likes this Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans We marking out, y'all We marking out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You can listen to this episode and all past episodes on MarkingOut.com and on iTunes. Uh, I submitted an application this week to Stitcher Radio, but I haven't heard anything back from them yet. So, Stitcher Radio, if you're listening to this because you want to get a feel of what our show is, please respond to me. I would appreciate that. Uh, also, you can buy t-shirts on MarkingOut.com. You can follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, where we live tweet during Raw, especially, and sometimes during other wrestling events. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. We have reached the 1,000-like uh, mark, so we... Uh, <laughs> thousand like mark on marking out so got to thank everybody for who uh recently has liked us on facebook we gotta give a huge shout out to our uh, logo designer at nick matocho thank you for uh, making our logo and for our theme music brought to you by ring rope rebellion you can follow them at ring rope rebel uh ring rope rebellion.com you can also find all their music on itunes so definitely buy some of their songs over there if you have any inquiries uh, for sponsorships advertising or maybe have a question or want to submit a musical interlude to the show or if you want to sniffle on live air you can go to markingout one at gmail.com and email us with any questions comments or concerns that you may have my name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. I'm also sitting here with hashtag no Twitter Dave. Dave, good morning. What up? That's all he's got to say. And we're also here with at BTTG161. You can follow him on Twitter at Brandon. How are you today? Really? Backwards? I'm doing awesome as always. So shouldn't you be saying as always is awesome? If I, did I back- should, but I didn't think of that. <laughs> there we go. All right. Before we end, so we got to... We got a jam-packed show this week, folks. A lot of wrestling talk to talk about, a lot of sports entertainment talk to talk about. But general consensus here, um, dirt sheets, dirt sheets. Is there? We we all know, all three of us know what the the term dirt sheet means, correct? We know what specific websites are dirt sheets, and what are fan sites, and what are you know pasting stuff to paste off other one, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay, Dave. Correct. Correct. All right, good. Because apparently this week, Brandon and also myself. Well, you know what? I I just kind of want you. You were trolling, trolling. Yeah. No. I was. Yeah. I was. I just wanted to jump in the fire again and fight with this guy. Apparently, well, now his Twitter account is suspended. Um, got into a, a heated argument with Brandon because apparently Brandon is just some obese guy that has a podcast and doesn't know anything. <laughs> I thought that was really funny though. But like, fuck him for like. Yeah. Go. Butt- he doesn't know me. Yeah. He can go butt fuck himself. Come on. If there's anybody that can make fun of Brandon being obese, it's me. Okay. You used the word wrong, by the way. The what? Phrase. What? Obese? No. But fuck yourself. Okay. I'm sorry. I, so no. Fuck that. I didn't use the right inflection. 
But seriously, butt fuck that kid. Yeah, no, seriously. Well, you. No, but like all I wrote on the fucking on Twitter was saying how I was reading dirt sheets and I fucking hate dirt sheets or whatever. I didn't tag this kid or whatever. So this kid's going around looking for that shit, typing in dirt sheet and picks a fight with me over this. He goes, oh, I bet you weren't even reading a real dirt sheet. You don't know what that stop using insider terms that you don't know, blah, blah, blah. But like I like when I got involved with this, I asked him too. I said, hey what's a dirt sheet and then he's like wow you should you should know these things i'm like i'm trying to ask you because apparently you're at an iwc community leader write about blogs touted about in touts you know i, I don't think we should what's yeah, that right yeah and it's funny he goes apparently he was telling people that like there's no such thing as the iwc like apparently that joke quote unquote goes over everyone's heads and I was like, I've been using that fucking term since 2002, or if I've, at least I've been hearing it since then. Yeah, since like the the inception of you know the new era of the internet with wrestling fans. And he he was trolling everyone, fucking being like, oh, name a dirt sheet, name a dirt sheet, Everybody. name a dirt sheet. So in and, a row, I fucking rattled off ten fucking questions to him that he won't answer. Yeah, and that now his account suspended, so he won't. But he, he got, not even us, like, he even, even attacks our fans. You know, Montreal Broski, like, got in this as well, too. No, he didn't get into it. He was, he also wrote about dirt sheets. Really? Yeah, and then he jumped into it. I'm so, and then he wrote to Fat Pat, too. No, because, no, because Fat Pat was, because I was trying to get involved with in this. I was going to tweet that he wrote to you with containing the word dirt sheet. Yeah, and he's like, this guy's a kid. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. Come on, listen. Can, I, can I rattle off these questions I asked him? No, no, no. We got to get to some sports entertainment talk. So, uh, yeah, so this guy's Twitter handle has been suspended. Listen, we're all fans here. I'm not calling myself an insider. I don't think Brandon's calling himself an insider. But we could, you know what? Everybody uses every term loosely, very loosely in in the world. So you don't have to go around and trying to belittle people, especially on a social media website, just trashing people for their use of a term. Whatever. You know what? We we call people marks, but what? You know what? We may be using the term wrong. There hasn't anybody that's gotten on Twitter and bashing us about it. Let it be. You know, some people, uh, you know, just live in their mom's basement and fucking eat pizza off the floor. Us, we do a professional wrestling podcast because that's what we are at the end of the day. We're pro wrestling fans. So let's get, uh, let's talk, stop talking about uh, Melvin Nerdlies and let's get on to some sports entertainment talk here. Let's talk about SmackDown. From last week, uh, we'll start off with the middles because, you know, we like to do it sports entertainment. We like to give our goods and our bads and our middles. But I think it might just be changed to meh. Who knows? Anyway, the first middle, you have Ryback against Darren Young. Ryback getting the win. I mean, it was good to see Darren Young get some offense in there, but, you know, at the end of the day, that Ryback was going to get the I mean, win. Basically, you knew who was winning. Right? Yeah, I know. But is it me or do you think, you know, yes, they're throwing Ryback on SmackDown. Do you think they should kind of keep him more towards the to Monday Night Raw where he's got a big storyline instead of just throwing him on there just to make everybody happy? I don't know. Maybe they just want to use him to like get more feeling out of him or something. What do you, what do you mean by get more feeling out to, of him? To make him connect even more with the fans or whatever. Yeah, because he's over. Maybe to, maybe to toot their own horn, be like, "Yeah, we did this." <laughs> yeah, we did this. You guys called him Goldberg. You still do, but you still you still buy all of his mer- his merchandise, uh, i.e., his one T-shirt. Uh, all right, so- and his uh, I think Christmas ornament too. Maybe he has a Christmas ornament. I think so. Really? They just came out with a bunch of them. Yeah, I saw the Dolph Ziggler one. 
which looked which looked pretty sick. But uh, yeah, all right. Ryder has one. Yeah, I know, I know. Maybe that'll be with my stock. A snowman with a big bush on his on his crotch. Really? Yeah. Uh, we lost Dave. I think we or... lost Dave. All right. Well, let, let's continue on here. Yeah, I wonder how, what, how that happened. Oh yeah, you're the only person that's in this conversation. Great. Yeah. Okay, so. Oh, wait, now Dave's calling me back in. Let's Skype him back in. Another middle that we had from SmackDown was uh, R-Truth beating Antonio Cesaro. Um, I don't really know what to say with this. I mean, why do you have to continue a, a feud with, with R-Truth? I know maybe you're trying to keep him in that mid-card spotlight, but against Antonio Cesaro, I think you can give him better uh, better talent. And I well, not I don't think our truth is bad, but I no, think they need a story to their storyline. Yeah, it's just him beating him once randomly. You know, I think it's completely stupid to put our truth in a storyline with Cesaro. I don't think it's interesting at all. I don't think it's in, but you know, Antonio Cesaro has shown us that he can be interesting. When we get to Monday Night Raw, we'll talk about the interesting things that he did. Another middle that we had was. Alberto Del Rio beating Sin Cara. I mean, we've seen how many times can you see the same match over and over and over again? Alberto Del Rio wins, blah 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 blah. You know, he's still. I I like these matches. I just think Sin Cara needs a one up one one. Yeah, one once time, once in a while or something. No, I, I actually I actually take it back. I think our truth and Cesaro are a good match for each other right now. Really? Oh wait, we moved on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of – I'm always – I think the underlying story with Sin Cara and Del Rio is how much longer till Del Rio actually flips out of Sin Cara and kills him. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't think that's going to happen because Del Rio, A, likes a paycheck and B, he's probably professional about pasts. Did, did they ever bury the hatchet about everything or well, – I'm they, sure they do. They're working together. Yeah. Well, as you just said, it could just be prof- being professional. Yeah. He, you know, he seems like he has a very professional mannerism to him, but you can follow him now on Twitter because he's on Twitter now. That's true. Viva Del Rio, right? Viva Del Rio. Do we follow him? Probably. Probably, obviously, I think. We follow the most minute wrestlers in the world. Why are we I not think, following I Alberto think it's really funny, though, with like commentary with JBL, how he continuously tears <laughs> apart Mil Mascaris. But I don't, I don't understand why. I, I mean, I think... I don't understand because he also – then he like trashes Del Rio but at the same time doesn't trash Del Rio. This all stems back to when uh, JBL was the United States champion and was looking for illegal immigrants. I mean JBL is great on the on the commentating team because – And he's getting his own WWE.com show. Yeah, yeah, why is all the wrestlers tweeting that out though? Why are all the wrestlers tweeting that out? Probably because they were told by WWE staff that they have to tweet – have at least one tweet about it. JBL's like, if you don't tweet that out about my new show, you're getting a pine cone in the shower. <laughs> what is this, Memphis football? Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. You've heard JBL stories. Who knows? I really haven't heard any JBL stories. You've never heard any, like, back in the day off the sheets? <laughs> no. Are, are they sheets, or is it just news sites that are copying and pasting from with, other sites? With stuff? a Z. <laughs> with a Z. I'm off the sheets? News. That's that little energy strip that you take. Yeah. Sheets. It's also uh, uh, like a Seven Eleven type place. It's sheets. also how Steam. No, it's also how Ren would say sheets. <laughs> all right, we're not. It's my pants. <laughs> it's also what I did this morning. I took a nice sheets. Uh, all right, let's get on to the goods of SmackDown. Goods. I think I alluded to this last week, but I'll you know I'll fess up here. I just read the spoilers and talked Ooh. about it. Uh, Booker T sets up a chairs match between the Big Show and Sheamus for TLC coming up in two weeks. Which, it'll be a hard-hitting match. We all know this. You know They're really playing off the fact that 
Sheamus hit the big show with the uh, steel chair 31 times, which, yeah, it kind of adds, keeps the storyline fresh. But we saw the big show uh, in action later that night with another good match with uh, Team Hell No in a handicap match. Big Show getting the win because, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan has to get in there and uh, prove that he can actually beat the Big Show, besides without not cashing in the money in the bank. Uh, you, you can't say enough about Team Hell No. Their chemistry together is just really funny in the ring. But do you think now, like, we know how good of a wrestler Daniel Bryan is? Do you think now, because he has this whole no-yes type gimmick, do you think now he's kind of going to get cemented into that role in WWE? Like, he's never going to let this whole no-yes, everybody-stop-it thing, like, live him down throughout this entire career? No, because when he has, like, the the big baby face turn or a big heel turn or something, there's going to be, like, some sort of change within that where, like, I don't, I don't, I can't, I mean, what stuck with Stone Cold for a long time? Yeah, and it still sticks with Stone Cold. And it still does, but I don't think, people will still chant yes or no or whatever, but it'll, it his character will evolve from it. Okay. I agree. I think that, as Brandon just said, the it's all about the character evo- uh, evolution, and I think it's not going to stick with them. And uh, back with the chair match being announced, I think that after this chair match at TLC, it has to end. Yeah, because Dolph Ziggler is going to cash in. That has to be the final match between them, or else after that it's just going to get stale. Yeah, no, okay. I totally I totally agree with you on that one, because afterwards Dolph Ziggler is going to cash in, and he'll have the biggest TLC Ever and you guys will be there and I hate you. Actually, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be watching TLC, surprisingly. So you guys can have fun live tweeting at the Barclays Center. They probably have enough money to give out free Wi-Fi. I probably, but we don't have like good phones and stuff. Yeah, but as I said, they probably have. You know, the Barclays Center is probably loaded with free Wi-Fi that you, somebody can booch off of, or maybe are you guys? You guys are going with Brad, right? Ooh. Yeah. There you go. Have him uh, imagine. Have him, uh, I'm gonna pa- I'm gonna pass on the live tweeting, Brandon, that's all you. Yeah, there I you go. I don't want to live tweet, I take pictures. Yeah, there you go. Fuck you guys. I'm not gonna live tweeting because I'm gonna see this as hell. And then I think I'll just watch it on replay. And then oh, live tweet it. Band. Yeah, that are big wrestling marks and what are musical interlude of ours. And, so, and they follow us. And they do follow us. That's right, because they love wrestling. Um uh, more goods. You had uh, Kofi Kingston being successful in defeating Damian Sandow for the Intercontinental title. Building up, building, more importantly, building up for a uh, the match at TLC between Wade Barrett and Kofi Kingston. So, that was good. You no, know, I, I tweeted out on Ross, during Ross, saying that their feud is not good. Who? Kofi Kingston and Wade Barrett. Why do you say that? What? Why do you say that? It, um, well, apparently the feud just started last week. Yeah, but it's just like it needs to me. It needs more story to it. Well, it just started as you just it just started last week. I mean, how much of a story can you build with? Right, like that's I didn't I completely forgot that it started last week or whatever. So I guess and they put on a great match. I mean, we hyped up that match last week a lot. Yeah, but even so, I don't know. I'm still not on the Wade Barrett barrage type of thing. The, the Sign ba- me up. I'm completely bored. Yeah, I I am, but you know, and I also said what how you should bring in Cassius Ono with Wade Barrett, but you know that's that's not, not to say I don't agree that. I mean, I, I think Wade Barrett is good. I could see him a great fit as champion and whatnot, but I don't see there's something for me. There's something missing. I don't know. Okay, yeah, to each their own, right? All right, and then I think the uh, a, a big good or more of an excellent was Dolph Ziggler beating Randy Orton. I think all of us, uh, as somebody tweeted, hey, Dolph Ziggler just beat Randy Orton. It's going to be a good weekend. 
yeah, I, I flipped out about that, and I was pretty. I was not expecting that. So now, last week, you can say that that was maybe one of the biggest uh, weeks in Dolph Ziggler's career. Can you say that now, with the whole Survivor Series thing, and then Monday Night Raw having that backstage brawl with John Cena, and then beating Randy Orton clean, and then also beating The Miz. But it wasn't too clean, though. It was. I mean, yeah. He, I mean, he, he, tights, he, but... he pulled the tights, but that helps with his hashtag heel like character. Everybody holds the tights. Yeah, everybody holds tights. I'm holding, <laughs> I'm holding my tights Next right shirt. now. Everybody holds the tights. Next T-shirt that Brandon makes for himself. So yeah, so yeah. But you know what? The the Cena Ziggler feud continues after that with Cena getting him in the STF and locking him in on the stage, which is uh. It helps with that whole AJ uh, storyline. You know, we didn't even mention it. Ms. TV with Cena being on there and Dolph Ziggler getting involved. I think I'm slowly but surely starting to be over this whole AJ, Cena, Ziggler, Vicky Guerrero storyline. I mean, are you guys at all? I'm still on board. I, I'm I'm a fan of it still. Yeah. Just, I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot that can. Uh blossom from it so i'm fine with it yeah i mean although for some reason i see a dolph ziggler and vicky guerrero versus john cena and aj match and i don't want to see that or maybe they'll put tamina since they brought tamina in the survivor series that i would be okay with i just want to see aj back to wrestling yeah put her back in the divas division since it is so uh it's so stale right now all right let's get on to uh monday a night raw from this week Monday Night Nitro. All right. Thanks, Brandon. Uh, should we do goods? Should we do bad? Should we do middles first? Let's do nipples first. Nipples? All right. Let's do nipples first. Um, Speaking of Antonio Cesaro. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> those are, we have a lot of goods. Let's talk about the one bad that came from Monday Night Raw was Alberto Del Rio versus Great Kali. Yeah. Yeah. That's Great Kali again on TV. I mean, it's good. What, what does not make sense of that match, even the whole setup of it, was that backstage part. Why? Because you don't understand it. Spanish? No. Be, first of all, I don't think Rosa Mendez even understands Spanish. <laughs> and the way it was just set up, it was just hornswoggle over there. And he goes, hey, leave my friend alone or whatever. I can't <laughs> oh, yeah. do his accent. Leave but my friend alone. That was it. it yeah. was, that was it. It was one minute clip. That was it. Yeah. It was it, it was weird. But, you know, being having great Kali – on TV, I mean, yes, it's great that he, you know, is back from injury, but you know, put him on the superstars, put him on the Saturday morning slams, you know, keep it to the more kid, the kids oriented stuff than you know your your number one show, and have him in, just in a, a squash match with Alberto Del Rio. Kali's got to be fucking somebody backstage to get on TV so often. I don't <laughs> understand it. He's definitely giving somebody the Punjabi plunge. Yeah, no. All right, no one got that besides me. All right, let's get on to the middles then. Um, you had Alicia Fox versus Tamina with Tamina going over. Um, you know, it, it was, this wasn't the the most exciting, you know, fan interested match in the world. But having Tamina back and having her repackaged was was good. So you know, you have your goods, you have your bads, and you have that match. I, I love the the superstar splash, uh, super super fly splash that she does. Yep, in. Owed to her father, so uh, yeah. So that's that's. Do, that. do you think this is going to help out the diva division at all, or no? No, not at all. There's nothing to do with the divas division. There's nothing they can do. There's nobody that could come in and save it, quote unquote. I it's mean, like yeah, it looks like now that whole Eve, Caitlyn, Oksana storyline squashed. So now what? You're just going to have random like number one contendership matches? Throw them in there every week. 
I mean, that's what honestly, that's what WWE has always done. They never really had great storylines with the Divas until like Trish Stratus came along, and yeah, she she tore apart the Divas division. So but did also, Lita. But also, and, look, yeah, also look, Mickey James was in that division, who's good. You had Lita, who was in that division, that was good. Molly Holly was there for you know. Uh, a second while they were all there, they had they had decent female wrestlers. Right now, they don't have those decent those good female wrestlers. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. At this point, I'm convinced that WWE has them around just for the fluff team backstage. That's the <laughs> only reason I could even picture why you would have the diva division right now. It's because you need a divas division. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you you need the divas division, but it doesn't draw. I know, but you have to There's pander no, to that female no audience as well in it at all. So. Eh, I don't know. There's there's I, no interest, in, but you have to gain interest. But I don't know who they could sign or who they could bring up that's going to bring interest to that Divas division. I, I I don't think there's much you could really do to it. You can't just sign every single Shimmer uh, wrestler to a contract. Yeah. I mean, look how that worked out with uh, Amazing Kong. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, well, that was unfortunate on other other hands. Yeah, true, true. All right, uh, more medals. He had Kofi Kingston defeating Tensai. Uh, you know, I guess Tensai doing his job as being that big guy that you know puts over the baby faces. Yeah, Wade he, Barrett on commentary, and then just a awkward exchange afterwards. You guys, he was such a flop. Who Tensai? Yeah, I know. Well, you know what? They they I guess they wanted to give him the role that they were going to give Brock Lesnar, but then they got Brock Lesnar, and they're just like, all right, we're just to debut Kensai the same day, and everybody knows who he was. But you know, he's he's found his place now as just being like a, a mid card guy to like put over the baby faces as he did with Kofi Kingston this week. I don't think he's going to stick around in that role though. He no? is there right now, but I I think they're they're going to move him very quickly to either. Pushing him back up or repackaging him? Ah, uh, they should push no, him. I don't. I don't think so. I think they're sticking with this. Okay, I'm. I'm fine with it. Yeah. And the Albert chance that go along as well. Um, and now uh, this is a big middle because there's a lot of really big. There's a lot of bads that came out of this, and there was a lot of there was a big good that came out of this. Um, Daniel Bryan versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, to to backtrack a little bit, the, you know they brought Raw Active back for the night to see who would face CM Punk in the main event. Was it going to be Kane or Daniel Bryan? And it turns out that the fans voted that it was going to be Kane versus CM Punk. So you got to see Daniel Bryan versus Rey Mysterio. The match itself was great. You know, they were able to influence, you know, kind of have a Lucha Libre style influence to it because we know how Daniel Bryan can, you know, work that since he is such a world traveler. But it was, you know, it was exposed on the social media and it's exposed on the, you know, the Facebooks and the Twitters of the world that apparently Daniel Bryan actually won the raw active well ww what was the the hashtag was what wwe brian yeah. yeah so wwe brian was trending and hashtag wwe kane was not so yeah but yeah, also w, wwe spoiled it for themselves by saying that wwe brian was uh top trending right now i know but also but also there was a uh there's a website that somebody sent to me this week. It was called like hashtag battles, where if you put two hashtags in, you could see which one was trending more, and it showed that Daniel Bryan was like a whopping like I think it was like five eighty five to four oh eight, something like that. Like the amount of like people like tweeting about it at one time, and Daniel Bryan even like tweeted about it as well. He's like it was rigged. It's conspiracy. What does this do for Raw Active for you guys now? Does this totally like ruin the entire thing? Raw it's- Active was never good to begin with. It was always bullshit. I always said it was bullshit. 
I I agree. It's always been a joke. I mean, we've known from the start that it's been rigged and fixed. And as we've mentioned on past shows, that they always have the same uh, set outcome. Yeah. Even I, even before Raw Active, I saw it as a Taboo Tuesday or a Cyber Sunday. They were always felt so fixed and rigged to me. I like. Well, it was that it was that Sin Cara Evan Bourne match. That they said was a computer error. I know, but this is a, this knows? this had to have been a it's, computer error. It's also. not a computer error. It's WWE trying to fuck over the fans. Yeah, but eh, it, it, I don't it, think they're fucking over the fans. I think well, they're just doing the storyline, brother. That's well, what it is. No, they're not. They're not, brother. Shut up. That's they're what not, it is. That's what they. That's what it is. It really is. They're not. They're not fucking over the uh, the fans, but they are. Telling the fans that they have power when they really don't. Yeah, I mean right. that that that's totally different from fucking over the fans. They gave you know they gave you two excellent matches out of that outcome. I loved Rey Mysterio and, uh, and Daniel Bryan, which is the first we've never seen that before ever in WWE, and we finally got to see it on Monday night. I mean, you got to put Rey Mysterio over in that one because all the ki- all the kiddies love him, and I like the fact that Rey Mysterio uh, gave his mask to the kid uh, whose sign got ripped up. That was that was very nice of him. Wait, are you serious? We've never seen Rey Mysterio versus Daniel Bryan in singles action. Yeah, no. never. We've seen it in, in on a one on one match. Never. Never. That was the first time we saw it. Are you? Your mind just got blown. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that was the uh, that was the last middle that we had out of that. Uh, let's get on to the goods because there was a lot of goods coming out of Monday. Oh wait, no, there was one more middle. I totally forgot about it because I'm like looking at the left side of my paper and I was not looking at the right side of my paper. Um, the shields or what it, well, that's what they're being called after this promo. But the NXT three of uh, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns uh, spoke for the first time on Monday Night Raw, saying how they are not related with CM Punk at all and they're just doing this to uh, be a shield from injustice and then calling themselves the shield the promo to me was awesome I thought it was great I thought Dean Ambrose was very strong in the microphone I thought Seth Rollins was good and I think Roman Reigns has found his spot as that big guy that doesn't really say anything um, Brandon your thoughts on I, it I thought it was also I really did thought it was think it was good I thought uh, Seth Rollins did a lot better at at this delivering this promo than I actually expected him to. Yeah, no, I was I was the same way. I'm like from seeing him and like doing promos at Ring of Honor to seeing him now. I'm like, wow, he's really made some strides. And even Roman Reigns, I thought that was kind of funny. He goes, "I'll tell you when we're done or something, or oh, yeah. I'll, I'll say when when I when I have something to speak. I, I think I have something to say. We're done." Yeah, and the I fact that was and, kind of funny. All right. I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of it just because I think I ex- I expected it to be in ring promo. As opposed to a pre-taped promo. So you so, feel duped or? Yeah, I, I feel kind of duped that I was kind of let down with that. And then I think that it was pretty much the Dean Ambrose uh, show. And... Well, isn't that what you wanted anyway? Yeah. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I think that everybody wanted to see Dean Ambrose and everybody was fixated on Dean Ambrose. He cut a great promo. Seth Rollins, I... I mean, his as we all know, his mic skills are not the best. Um, he is doing better, but I still don't think he's going to have any championship in his uh, foreseen future if he continues to cut promos like he did. Roman Reigns is a good, ba- uh, good muscle of the group, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't. I, I don't know. I thought Seth Rollins did a, a pretty damn good job at 
doing what he did. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm totally behind you on that one, Brandon. Because- and, and with the whole tape promo things, I mean, it's wrestling. That's what we've seen in the past. I mean, look at Dude Love, Cactus Jack, Mankind <laughs> when they did that, or Kane setting Jim Ross on fire, or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, seen- no, but this is a this is an interview that they were hyping up and everything, and then it wasn't live. I don't think they could have done the same thing if they had it as an in-ring promo because if if you had it in ring, then you would have had Ryback. You know, these guys would have been talking. Then you have Ryback come out and try to attack these guys and then do the same thing that they were going to do at the end end of end of end of Raw. And I feel like it worked better. Uh, it worked better at the end of Raw than it would if they did it in the middle of Raw. But that's you know that's my per- that that's my opinion. And as you like to say, Dave, eh, agree to disagree. There we go. Yeah. But so, what what happens with the NXT championship? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's so stupid what they're doing with NXT. Why is that? Why is that? Well, because apparently it's airing in Australia. It's always been. It's been it's, airing everywhere. It's been, air, yeah, it's been airing the, everywhere the besides the United States. And the only States. reason they've been holding it out for the U.S. or all, at least to my knowledge, is to put it on the WWE, uh, WWE network, which is not happening. That no, it's because um, there's uh, there's the Florida channel that used to be uh, hosting FCW, uh, like Bright House Entertainment or something like that. They you know they have the rights to like it, what what was FCW, and then I think now they're showing NXT just in Florida or maybe. So pretty much, we are never going to see NXT. Yeah, and they then they highly touted it. It was going to be on uh, not on tout, but they said that it was going to be on WWE. Uh, I mean, it was going to be on WWE.com. And then the next week they just flaked out on it. If they ever decide to air it, all the storylines, all the wrestlers, all the gimmicks are going to be outdated. I mean, well, no, no, it doesn't mean they're going to air it from episode one. It's not like Gunsmoke or whatever. Gun, even um, Gunsmoke. What is it? It's kind of weird because I was watching it, and Jinder Mahal still has his gimmick. It's not the three MB, but this is also because it's all pre-taped. So it's kind of weird. You're going back and forth between gimmicks. So yeah, they're doing two separate universes there. Yeah, I have no idea why I said Gunsmoke, but where where was the three man band this week? Uh, not there. Yeah. Why? Why you miss them? No, I thought they had an announcement too. They did. What Which was it? Was what? I think they're releasing a single. I don't know. They tout it. They tout everything. Oh, I yeah. think that they're re- releasing a uh, hit song or something. It just shows how much that I pay attention to town. <laughs> and that's probably going to be the worst signal in the world. Oh, man. All right, let's get on some, some goods from uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, Ryback versus Titus O'Neil. we saw on SmackDown. Titus O'Neil gets shell-shocked after uh, Ryback's match with his partner, Darren Young. And this week, the same thing happens. Ryback- you know, I really thought that was Elex Skipper in the ring. Really? When Raw started, I did did not look like Titus O'Neil to me. That's funny. I popped. I was like, "What the fuck is the Lick Skipper doing on Raw?" And it wasn't him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I, an idiot. I love the fact that it started off Raw with a match as opposed to a promo. Yeah. No. Well, we got the promo afterwards because right back. Speaking, yeah. speaking of the way they're starting off Raw, I don't particularly like that they're not doing. I mean, I don't like the entrance theme, but I I'm glad. I'm glad that's not being played, but I, in in the same sense, I, I miss having an intro to Raw. Yeah, well, no, they had like, oh, what's going on with AJ, AJ and John Cena? And yeah, this week in wrestling history. It's like, I love it. You, <laughs> I, I love it. it. <laughs> I yeah, love I it so I, much. Not like, it'd be cool if they could fit both things in, but I, like, 
for for months, for years, you've seen an entrance song or not even a theme song, an opening entrance, intro, whatever. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm a big fan of what they're doing with that. Yeah, I like it Just- too. You gotta start off. You gotta start off hot. You gotta start off fucking get getting people into the match. What better way of doing it? Having Ryback, Ryback squash uh, Titus but, O'Neil. No, no, I'm I'm fine with starting off with a match, but there's no intro. What happened to the world? We used to go to wrestling events and there was opening pyro. Now it's like iffy. You don't know if there's gonna be pyro or not. Brandon's like, I want my pyro. Just but, to give a little bit of back, uh, I guess like. Backstory or not really backstory, but the security it was actually a bunch of wrestlers from Wildcat Sports and Entertainment uh, Wrestling in New Orleans. You were you had Luke Hawks, Byron Wilcott, Matt Lancey, Blake Wilder, and uh, Haniel T. Uh, T. The wrestler Luke Hawks actually had a dark match with Santino uh, right after the security gig, and he's actually blowing up right now because he's the one that it well yeah, yeah he's the one that injured Matt Hardy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and the, if it, I don't. We don't know if that's storyline or not. Exactly. We don't know if it's story. Matt Hardy did get hurt and whatnot, but they're probably going to play. I mean, obviously, it was planned that he pushes just to help, just to tell everybody at Extreme Reunion in November. Matt Hardy went to the turnbuckle, and Luke Hawks pushed him off of the turnbuckle, causing Matt Hardy. And Matt Hardy landed on the floor, which didn't have um, didn't have yeah. mats or anything. Hit his head. Um, they Got thought that he out, had, basically, yeah, they thought he had a concussion, but then he, ta- he did a little video saying he didn't have a concussion, that he's not having any symptoms, that he's all right, that he just has a huge, uh, black and blue mark on his head. But then they're going to, pro- they started playing up this thing about how Luke Hawks was unprofessional, that he pushed him too hard. So it's going to definitely go into a match between the two, but yeah, yeah that, that, like that's the whole thing where I don't know if he's like. If it's the whole thing is storyline or not, because the kid went to Twitter and basically said, "Oh, who gives a shit? I injured Matt Hardy. Nobody likes him anywhere." Some shit like that. So I'm, I'm sure it was a, it was unintentional when he did push him that for Matt Hardy to land that way. Because if you watch the video of Matt Hardy, he has a huge lump on his head. So I feel like that was unintentional. But to play it up, to not play it up would be stupid. You might as well play it up because of the amount of exposure that it did receive i mean he even he went to twitter he trashed rebby he trashed matt it doesn't like even if it's storyline that stuff i i don't like that oh I, I i love it when they hype up stuff like that i mean why why wouldn't you play off on it i you could just not i don't like twitter stuff like that i don't oh you, you mean the the twitter uh taking pro wrestling to twitter you don't like yeah or even in general i don't know like why trash why call Rebby Sky a whore and shit like that? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't... They're just playing up. Well, figure it this way. Being on indie market, they also don't have the same exposure TV. They don't have TV time, so they don't have the same exposure as other uh, pro wrestlers do, like WWE and TNA. So the only real exposure that they do have uh, where they can interact with each other and have the fans see is on Twitter now. Or you could just do it event by event. Yeah, but by that time, too much time goes in between, and it just becomes forgetful. But yeah, I just wanted I to get that's well, how, I, if you if you're throwing uh, monthly events, that shouldn't that shouldn't be the case. Well, that's the thing. I don't know what this what they do, so I'm not too sure if they do mon- monthly events. But yeah, just to give a little backstory, but that's the uh, Luke Hawks that's pretty much blowing up now. 
But going off of uh, weekly, uh, monthly events to weekly events, back to Monday Night Nitro. Yeah, as you know, we kind of jumped ship a little bit because we didn't even talk about any sort of security guards that were out there. We were in the middle of talking about Titus O'Neil versus Ryback. But after the match, yes, Ryback does take over uh, hostage Monday Night Raw and the security team, which included said wrestler Luke Hawks, tries to uh, calm down Ryback. But Vicky Guerrero comes out and gives Ryback his uh, match at TLC. For at in a TLC match, which I was I was wrong about. I said last week it was going to be a tables match, seeing with the whole uh, Shield table gimmick. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a TLC match. CM Punk versus Ryback should be interesting, but I think we all know that CM Punk is going to walk out of there the uh, WWE champion. Do we? Yeah, no, I totally, no. I totally agree. This is yeah, I, I it's uh, something with like the Shields holding Ryback down or some shit. Yeah, and also I think CM Punk's going to be holding, holding the title till uh, WrestleMania when he's going to lose it at WrestleMania to whoever the uh, winner of the Royal Rumble is going to be. Which uh, we had a fan question speaking about the Royal Rumble. Brandon, if you want to hit that. Yeah, uh, from Mike S. Hill at IU Reds Mike. Brock Lesnar is my pick to enter and win the Royal Rumble and face The Rock at WrestleMania 29. Sound like a good plan if it happens. So, I'm 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 not I don't I don't want to see Brock Lesnar facing The Rock for a title. I don't want to see it either. I, I'm I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Brock versus Rock though. No, neither would I, because that's when before The Rock left, wasn't that his last match? Was against. No, that was in 2002. That was the big title picture, and yeah. Rock's, the Rock's last match before Survivor Series, before WrestleMania, was at WrestleMania 20, teaming up with Mick Foley to take on Evolution. So. Yeah, to to predict it, it's such a clusterfuck that it's it's so tough to predict because you have you can easily have CM Punk in so many matches, you can have The Rock in so many matches. Then you keep on hearing who they're going to face, and it keeps on changing. So I mean, it's just it's definitely tough to pre- uh, predict. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing Brock Lesnar versus The Rock. I wouldn't be against it. Yeah. The only thing that we know is that The Rock will be wrestling at the Royal Rumble, wrestling the WWE Champion, whoever that will be. It's going to be CM Punk. CM Punk's going to go over. The Undertaker is going to win the Royal Rumble, challenge CM Punk. You think that win at WrestleMania and then retire the next night? That's what. Uh... Another fan, uh, Justin added Bieber. No, I can't. I can never pronounce this. Just say his Twitter handle. At just at. Yeah, Jesus, just say his handle. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, right? It's so much easier. Just say the Twitter handle. That's it. Uh, yeah, fuck you. But fuck he you. He wrote in saying, what match would you guys like to see at WrestleMania this year? Sam Undertaker. Yo, can you let me fucking finish? Should Undertaker what? return? If yes, to face who? I said it's going to be CM Punk. It's going to be a, a, the title reign versus the streak. You think that's what they're going to roll with? Yeah, because I think it's it's, it's going to be Triple H versus Brock Lesnar again. Triple H has to put himself over that. on the big stage again. Please don't let me see that. You're going to see it. I don't want to. I would rather see HBK versus Triple H again. And then I wouldn't mind seeing Brock Lesnar Undertaker. I could see that also. Too. I could see that as well. Maybe like if Brock Lesnar does win the Royal Rumble, go away having 
you know, having him eliminate the Undertaker be number thirty, the Undertaker be number twenty nine, and then Brock Lesnar's number thirty, and then having Brock Lesnar eliminate the Undertaker, and that goes into WrestleMania or hell in the whatever. I don't well, know. I can't, I can't, I can't see Triple H and um, Brock Lesnar being a match at WrestleMania. I can. Who I can. would win the Raw Rumble? I don't know. That's a toss up. As I said, the under, I could see the Undertaker winning it, coming back, and just the next night being like, I challenge CM Punk, I challenge the WWE champion. Have him going over, or having CM Punk beat the streak. I don't want it to happen, but you never I know. They, I think they need like a, a younger talent to win the Rumble. Yeah, you think so? You think Dolph Ziggler? Imagine. No, Dolph- I mean Dolph Ziggler already has his, his Cody but Rhodes. You've never seen that before. You have Dolph Ziggler win the Royal Rumble and also hold on to his money in the bank. And that, I mean, that's a perfect storyline right there to unify championships. I don't think they're going to unify championships. My but. mind was just blown by you saying that, Brandon. <laughs> that is a good I, I honestly, there's no way they could actually do that, though. I mean, they have too much other stuff going on around. You can't focus. See, the thing was with the Attitude Era, you only had a select amount of top guys yeah. that could circle around the one championship they held. Yeah. But now but, you, have, you have 800 million guys now on the roster, so you, right. have, you have to find things for them. All right, let's continue back with Monday Night Raw. Before, you know, I, thank you for the fan questions. We appreciate it. Uh, you had John Cena defeating Dolph Ziggler. This is the first time in this story that they've had this whole AJ scandal type thing that these two have faced off. And John Cena gets the win with uh, AJ coming out to distract Ziggler as the, he tries to un- unhook the turnbuckle. So... That was good, you know. They'll, there's definitely there'll be some loophole. Maybe they'll, yeah, as Brandon alluded to early, maybe there'll be a mixed gender match. Who knows? Um, another good, more of a great for me was Sheamus defeating Antonio Cesaro. This match was maybe the best thing out of Monday Night Raw for me personally. It was just hard hitting. It was it was just it was the match that you wanted to see. I, I know Brandon didn't like it though. You didn't Brandon like. Brandon was telling me that he didn't like it. You didn't I like this match, the, Brandon. Uh, the ending. I like the ending with the countout. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. You said that you didn't like the way that they ended it with Cesaro being counted out. Oh, I like oh. that because it keeps you know it keeps yeah, it keeps you, you uh, told Cesaro me strong. That yeah, because he was just like I don't know. It, it was just he was knocked out, and what something else went on there though, didn't it? I think you were telling me that you wanted to see Cesaro win. I wanted to see Cesaro win too, but the cannot kind of keeps him strong. He was never pinned. Which yeah, is- right. I think I think, but for the fact that I don't know the way it ended, I think was weak. I don't know. I thought I thought that it was good. I thought the count out was the only way you could go about it. Yeah, both both I mean, men, the, the both only- men could have been knocked out or something somehow. Yeah, I mean, you could have easily had Sheamus being the one that goes to the outside and tries to chase Big Show up the ramp and then gets counted out. You could have had it the other way around. Oh, right. But... Big Show came out. That's what I didn't like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was so stupid where he started punching a chair. Oh, yeah. That's right. Ripped apart the chair. Oh, that was already pre-broken probably. Definitely. Uh, I don't know. The Big Show's 500 pounds. He is pretty strong. Yeah, but you've seen people like the world's strongest man can't even break into the cage and stuff like that. So, did yeah. you see him punching that chair? No. Yeah, it was. It looked god awful, 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 awful. Why? I just thought it looked completely stupid, and it had no. It made no sense. I, I was the thing I was looking for was when he started swinging the chair and smashing it against the ramp. I was waiting for that like uh, 
the seat actual seat that was hanging off to go flying into the stands. I, I thought it was going to fly into the crowd as well, but I think it just hypes up the chair match, right? Is that a chair match or no? Yeah. Yes, we mentioned it early on the show. That yeah, so Booker's I did. Yeah, a chair match. Not, it just hypes up a chair match. But, yeah, uh, by smashing apart chairs. Yeah, Shelly actually sent in a question to us, at rated R peep. Now that Cesaro has been U.S. champ for 100 days, how long do you see him holding the title? Hmm. Before he makes it the European title? <laughs> Imagine. Dude, I really wanted that to happen. Why, why didn't he roll with that? Well, what's the what's the longest reign? Do, do we know offhand with who the longest reign of the United States champion is? Um, maybe Eddie Guerrero, JBL, who knows? Yeah, I, I, one of those guys. But I could, uh, I don't know. I could see him just keeping rolling with it until they bring up somebody who... Uh, you know, somebody new, so like a fresh face to like put them over. Big. So you you want an unknown person to? Yeah, I want somebody added developmental to come in and uh, and beat him for it. Maybe bring Cashizono. Really? Saying. I just I just want Cashizono on the main roster. But I think and the next person I heard, I read on some sort of fans uh, news sites, news with a Z, uh, that they're gonna bring up Biggie Langston. Really? Yeah, I heard him in the Ascension, but you know, as Dave well, reported last night, that apparently Kenneth Cameron was arrested for battery and stuff like that. Geez, well, people, people down in uh, NXT with the name Cameron don't have great luck with the law. And we, and we cut up Dave. Dave. Yeah, I was actually. I'm happy that you mentioned that. But Kenneth Cameron got arrested and for disorderly intoxication and battery of a law enforcement officer. So it looks so, like – And his profile was actually removed from the NXT website. So we may not be seeing the Ascension. He may be may have been his uh, released. Yeah, especially if you, if you beat up a, a law officer. You know, Thirsty Thursday just got a little bit too serious for Kenneth Cameron. Uh, I hope that it's not true because you, as everybody that listens knows how high I am on the Ascension. Yeah. So I really hope that this is – just gonna blow over. Yeah, how much of a chubby Dave has for the Ascension, but you know, it, with with due cause. You know, they they're a fully packaged tag team, and a lot of news sites, news with a Z, are reporting they have a very old school style tag team. Why uh, do you keep on to- saying news sites with a Z? Because the guy that was trashing Brandon and myself this week just kept saying news sites with a Z. Oh, go fuck yourself, buddy. Yeah. Not you, that guy. Yeah. Back back to the United States Championship. From what I'm seeing, I believe it's MVP. For How? one for one reign, which is three hundred and forty three days. Okay, I can I can see him going for a year, I and can, then and then change, changing it to the European title. Hashtag Mark Dreams. It, yeah, it, but it says in total for like the the most days combined reigns and everything. Obviously, this isn't the new U.S. Championship, but Lex Luger's up there at the top at nine forty eight. I know, but that, that's combined days. That's not a single one single title run. Right, so I mean MVP combined title ranges two, which is four nineteen, and the other one, I mean his t- last title reign that it, it, that I had said was three forty three, so yeah. or his first first championship reign for that. So you know they're putting him over to be too strong. That that that's why I think he's going to have a, a very lengthy title run with this. You know, especially the, all the the neutralizers, the Brodus Clay, and you know we'll see how that goes. I I don't think that they're putting him over too strong to lose. I mean, he just lost to our truth and whatnot. Yeah, I th- I think that he's at a perfect state. Like he can carry. There is that possibility where he can carry it for as long as he wants. But at some point, he may end up getting stale, especially with not cutting. He's not he's not seeing Punk on the mic. No, he isn't. So I mean, he's gonna at some point it will get old. But I think that they will bring in somebody. He will. I don't think he's gonna last a year. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I, I could I could see him going. Like, there, I don't see as of now the way it's going. I don't see an opponent for him. So the sky is the limit right now. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll continue on with Monday Night Raw. Uh, good. You had a Damian Sandow versus Zack Ryder with Damian Sandow winning. Uh, Zack Ryder. Uh, this is what I have legitly in my notes right now. It says uh, Sandow's promo in the beginning was money. He was just. Remember back right before when school started when he cut that promo about like kids going to school and he was trying to teach them new words and stuff like that. And he was just like he was just like on point. Like that's how he was on Monday Night Raw to me. I was just like wow. Like he was just on point with his promo that night. Uh, and then Zack Ryder's trunks, money also. And nothing's better than Ghostbusters trunks, especially Bro Buster trunks. Yeah, so you could buy the T-shirt at barbershopwindows.com. Barbershop window, window one window. Com. And they have fifteen percent off hoodies, so get those as well. Uh, so that was good. You know, a good promo. These guys have good chemistry in the ring, and I like whenever they uh, put on a, a a good solid match. I always uh, feel like this is the feud that everybody wanted to see that didn't happen. And I called this I called this feud when Damian Sandow came in, and you're just like, no, 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 he doesn't have to go against Zack Ryder. I don't. I didn't think he had to. Yeah, but this was a promo that everybody wanted to see because you know he even cut the the promo beforehand as well about Zack Ryder. All right. And then you had your main event, which was rigged. Uh, you had Punk versus Kane, with Punk getting the win over Kane. And then you have the Shield coming out and destroying Kane. And then you have Ryback coming out. It's just uh, Ryback getting powerbombed again. But, you know, the the one thing that, like, I, I, like, I did, like, one of those, like, oh, my God, was when Ryback had um, Punk up for the powerbomb and then Roman Reigns and went and speared him. That just looked like a car crash. And I was just like, oh, my God, for the safety of CM Punk, I was just like, I hope he's not hurt. Well, not even CM Punk, but also Ryback, the safety yeah. of him. It, it was I just, mean, CM Punk came down right on his stern. Uh, no, he no. came down on uh, his stomach or Roman Reigns or somebody like that. It was just, it was I just a I bad don't know spot. If he, came, if he when he fell, if he came down on Ryback's sternum or if he went fell on uh, Roman Reigns' back, but either or, it looked nasty. Yeah, it looked it looked uh, pretty. It looked but pretty. why why are we to believe that these three men are something special? Where like we we've seen Ryback against multiple people before. Why are these three men special? Because ah, because because the internet wrestling community makes them special. Yeah, you know. But like storyline wise, they're like what makes them stronger than just another jobber? Because look at look at the look at Broman Reigns. He's built like a brick shit house. That's funny. You said shit. Why? Because his brother was shit. Who was his brother? <laughs> Rosie, Rosie. Oh, okay. He's br- really, his brother was was Rosie. Yeah, oh. is. Well, is Rosie? Oh, wow. Doesn't he own like a Brazilian uh, a Samoan barbecue place now? They had it on WDB.com recently. I have no clue. Yeah, right. I just know that the that Dusty Rhodes's kids have such a huge age gap, and the Samoans in between there have such huge age gaps between children. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was Monday Night Raw. So next week we'll. Uh, We'll see how uh, this whole Shield feud goes on. We'll see if they add any other matches going into TLC. Uh, let's talk. I just want to touch on main event really quickly. Uh, John Cena defeated uh, Damian Sandow in a, a good match. You know, for all the people that say that, oh, John Cena can't wrestle, he only has five moves, just go back and watch this match because he actually pulled out like submissions, you know, some headlocks in there, got a little ground and pound going. Which I thought was it was it was a good match. And these guys again too. You know, this is a perfect you know. You know, as Damian Sandow played it up, you know, you have, you know, this guy that is a, a fraud and John Cena is the face of the WWE. And then you have Damian Sandow, who's the intellectual savior of the masses. 
I, I always hate it when people when fans say, oh, I hate John Cena, he only has five moves. Once you say, I hate John Cena, he only has five moves, I automatically just stop listening to you. Yeah. You you obviously do not know what the fuck you're talking about. Wow, that was the first fuck that was dropped on the show. There's a second. Well, I don't think so. I think. Oh, I'm yeah, not. we said butt fuck you a lot. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but back back with Sandow and Cena, I have to believe that in the time there has to have been some sort of match between the two. Maybe I don't know. I don't beforehand. Know. Maybe in OVW, I don't know. No, I think Cena was brought. I I don't. Cena, know. I mean, Cena was brought up in two thousand two. And that's when Sandow had started OVW, I think. Yeah, they may have been in different classes, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean... They may have wrestled on SmackDown back when he was Idol Stevens. Maybe. That's what you're talking about. No, I'm talking about OVW, but... Because I don't remember that. 2006, John Cena was too big to be... To be facing him then, but I just got to, like... Just got to picture the history of, like... Or even if they missed the boat by, like, one year, one month or something, it's like... These guys have been in the company for since this time, and it, it finally, finally, Sandow's getting TV time, and he's proving that he belongs here. Well, I don't see uh, I don't see if it's now. Damian Sandow was released for a, a little bit of time too, right? For like five years or something or so, but it's like he belongs here. He's great on the mic. He's great wrestling skills. He's found his character. And Absolutely, he's, he's yeah. uh, you know, and now this character, this inception of Idol Stevens, has found his niche, and he can only excel from here. Uh, you had one more match on main event. You had Antonio Cesaro versus Zack Ryder. We saw this on uh, pre-shows and stuff like that. You know, these guys again. It was a good match. Zack Ryder did what he did and put over, you know, puts over Antonio Cesaro again. I love the, the this European uppercut that he's that Damien. I mean, uh, Damien Sano, uh, Antonio Cesaro is dishing out. It's very good, and you know, afterwards, this kind of set up uh, Kofi Kingston versus Antonio Cesaro for next week's main events. Uh, you know, because Antonio Cesaro is saying that he is the best champion right now in the WWE. That could be highly debated through if you look at every single champion that's out there right now. Who do you think is the best champion, gentlemen, right now in WWE? Uh, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Daniel Bryan and Kane. Really. I I believe I mean who else who I mean CM Punk, yeah but really? like we've seen CM Punk do what he does but I don't know Daniel Bryan and Kane I think are just more special something oh there's I can't yeah. explain it. I I'm, can't explain it I'm going with CM Punk yeah I'm going with CM Punk too so uh, yeah so we have Kofi versus Cesaro next week it's gonna be a champion versus champion match on main event and we are going to take a brief break and when we get back we're gonna we got full on independent wrestling to talk about here on Marking Out yo this is New Jack and you listening to Marking Out you nasty cum burping fucking bitch and we are back on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans uh, we've been, had a lot of interesting fan questions this week so before we get into the independent wrestling talk uh we got one more question brandon fire it away at ring rope garrick wrote into us saying who had more promise sean o'hare or pearl paul birchall and to answer that on my behalf i think it's a huge toss-up where the balls were dropped big time with both of these guys 
where 2010 was the last time I think we saw with the close of ECW with Paul Burchill. They dropped that big, big time where he was the Ripper or whatever. Yeah. Do you remember that? that? They just unmasked him or some bullshit. They could have done that. They could have brought him up to the big rosters. Yeah. And then- well, for, for a while, I think he did do the Ripper gimmick. He also had that incest gimmick with Katie Lee. Yeah. But like that, the whole Ripper thing was like he he that was a good gimmick. And then finally, Hurricane, I think it was, unmasked and They had a mask versus mask match, I think. Yeah. Maybe, a- maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? But and then with Sean O'Hare, last time we saw him, WWE, I think was like 2003 with the whole Rowdy Piper and Mr. America and or. Yeah, Mr. America and Rikishi. And I think that whole – the gimmick that he had where I'm, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know was great. I think it was way ahead of its time. Yeah, I think – yeah, I agree with you too. Both of them had a lot of potential and they could have been big major players. But, yeah, they didn't use it properly. So I would have, I would have loved to see Sean O'Hare as a WWE champion because I think he could have been – at that caliber, had they pushed him correctly, I think that they dropped the ball the most with Paul Burchill because I—I I mean, for a guy his size doing his finisher the C four, I thought that was pretty really impressive. I watched a lot of his OVW matches where he was very impressive. OVW or Deep, Deep South, which whichever I don't really care, but it was very impressive. And I, I'm almost positive he, they did try to switch over the Ripper gimmick to um, television, and it didn't catch on. He was on television, but it was ECW, and they didn't give a shit about storylines, I don't think. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so to answer your question, we're... Uh, we're I mean, uh, I really I enjoyed when, when he was Pirate Paul Burchill, but that was just like the kooky knockoff of Pirates of the Caribbean, Johnny Depp. So. Yeah. yeah, come on now, but his entrance is pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. Probably the sickest entrance that I've seen that of all time, probably. Of all time. Yeah, one of the best entrances, I think, of all time. He came from a fucking rope and swung down. <laughs> I don't think they would do that in uh, this era of WWE. Seeing how all, all, all I hear is like the Lonely Island Captain Jack Sparrow in my head. <laughs> I, I was just hearing his theme song. The dun, 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 <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on some independent wrestling talk. We have one coming up uh, next Friday. Uh, it, you know, the home of PWS is the Rahway Rec Center, but due to the uh, catastrophe that was Hurricane Sandy, the PWS Flightmare Before Christmas has been moved to the SMG Sportsplex at Metuchen, New Jersey. Matuchin, uh, yeah. So the card stays the same. Your main event's going to be uh, Matt Hardy defending his PWS championship against the former Matt. Uh, champion Kevin Matthews in a casket match, which should be interesting. I don't think I can't remember the last time we saw a casket match in recent memory, let alone but, see a, a casket match on the independent circuit. I feel like I feel like I'm hitting deja vu. You said the exact same thing on like last week's or two weeks before. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. I, think but still, I might have said it. I don't know, but it, I, I'm definitely. I think this is a highly anticipated matchup. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you also have uh, a couple dream matches. You have El Matador, T- uh, Tito Santana versus Mantar, which uh, um, you know that should be f- it f- interesting to watch. I think it's more going to be a laugh riot than it will be, uh, you know, a solid wrestling match. But you're going to get for- your. Go What's ahead. That? No, you go. Someone was about to say something. I, I, I was going to say for people that are going to insult PWS for having a match like this. 
you really should you obviously you don't pay attention to what they do and they always put down a match that puts two uh, two opponents facing each other that really have never faced each other and would never face each other and they they have that also too with the uh the dream match you're gonna get the death machine sammy callahan against the bizarre one gold dust yeah this is i'm actually very very interested to see this match because you know we know how good of a worker dustin rhodes aka gold dust aka black rain i don't think he wants to be a I don't think he wants to be AKA'd as Black Rain. I know, but still, he was also known as Black Rain for a brief period of time. I like that gimmick, though, in TNA. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it gave him black and silver instead of black and gold, and it gave him a rat named... I forget what the rat was named. Oh. Yeah. I don't... I don't but remember. But this, this should be an interesting match. Also very, I want to say, eclectic match... Uh, if that was the right term for it, you have, uh, you know, this, the, one of the staples of PWS was the suicidal six way. Uh, this at Fight Me Before Christmas, it's going to be AR Fox versus the Big O versus Christian York versus Jerry Lynn versus Lance Anawahi versus Rich Swan. A lot of interesting styles in that match. You have the powerhouse that is the Big O. You have that high flying ability of Rich Swan and AR Fox. You have the uh the the veteran instinct in Jerry Lynn. And then you have Christian York who is, you know, another guy that has been on the scene for a very long time that will uh definitely That'll be a match to look out for. It's a solid, crazy lineup. Uh, go to ProWrestlingSyndicate.com to get your tickets or just show up the day of December 7th. Hopefully, Brandon – I know Brandon wants to go. Yeah, I don't think I can get there, though. I know, but definitely we'll, we'll try to make our way there in some sort of form. Uh, there's all, you know, the next weekend is just is, is a, a loaded card of a weekend. Uh, this weekend, actually, this Sunday, if you're listening to this on Saturday, or if you're listening to it on Monday, you missed this. <laughs> Chikara, Under the Hood, the season 11 finale of that has gone on for the past year it'll be on ipay-per-view go to smvod.com to check it out if you can't make it to the trocadero in philadelphia you're gonna have the grand championship eddie kingston will be defending against the winner of the cybernetico tornado tim donst the campeones de parejas will be competed in two out of three falls in, I guess you can kind of call this new school versus old school. You have the one, two, three kid and Marty Jannetty teaming up to face off against the Young Bucks. That should be a damn good match, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that, that match is going to be great. And just to clarify, this is December 2nd we're talking about. Yes, this is December 2nd that we are talking about. Thank you. Uh, you have the Spectral Envoy, Ultramantis, Black, Frightmare, Hollow Wicked, Crossbones, and now the returning Blind Rage, who I'm really not that familiar with. I know he was a uh, he was in the early days of Chikara. We'll be facing off against Delirious, the Batiri, and Ophinian. Uh, the Batiri, for all that don't know, is Kodama. Um, uh, Cobalt and I, oh shit! Why did I forget the last guy's name? I should know these things. Ovarian. Ovarian. Thank you, Dave. Thank, You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, Damian Sandow. So that it's five on five action, and then you have, which has been you know the storyline that's been going on for the year in Chikara has been this divided roster. It started when we went back in February with the Gaikido coming in and invading. Chikara, they got rid of Seventeen. They got rid of um, the Yellow Ant. I forget which one he was. Oh, you have Cob- Cobatant, Deviant, and Assailant. That's what it was. I'm sorry. 
But then the roster has split even more, where you have Jigsaw joining with the Shard, Soldier Ant, and Deviant to be facing off against Mike Quackenbush, Fire Ant, Green Ant, and Combat Ant. So this wasn't. Was there another? I thought it was against Asylant. Uh, No, Asylant was the one that was taken out. He was the yellow one. I'm gonna. Do I have to look this up now? Yeah, because what I have written down is Quackenbush, Fire Ant, Green Ant, and Asylant versus Jigsaw, the Shard, Soldier Ant, and Deviant. Yeah. Assailant was taken out or what? Yeah, Assailant was taken out. It's, no, okay, that was that was it was Combatant that was taken out. Assailant's the blue one and Deviant's the purple one. I'm sorry for that, folks. I should know these things, right? Christ. Wait, but I'm confused though. Wasn't wasn't the guy keto? How many people were in the guy keto? It was five people. So where are the other two? Seventeen got taken out by Mike Quackenbush. And then um God damn it. I keep Combatant. Combatant was taken but uh Bob Backlund. Bob Backland was taken out. No. <laughs> you imagine Chikara does that? Brings in Bob Backland and calls him Just Nance. to be Bob Backland? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Chikara, do that. Please. Yeah. So, would. Okay, yeah. So it's D, it's uh yeah, so it's Jigsaw the Shard, Soldier Ant and Deviant versus Mike Quackenbush, Fire Ant, Green Ant, and uh Assailant. You know, the roster has been split apart. It's been it's been crazy. But we'll see a December 2nd on yes. iPad. And they, they crown a homecoming qu- king and queen. Yeah, but you really don't think, you know, you really don't know who's going to act that's going to be. It's going to be the young <laughs> market. Feather and t- Mr. Touchdown. Yeah, Mike and Angela Setti. It's just, it, you know, it's, it's a gimmicky thing to do. It'll probably be after the Young, Lion Cup, young Lions Cup match with AC, ACH versus Mark Angela Setti. I was, so, about, to, I was got, about to mention that uh, Mr. Touchdown, Mike Angela Setti, is already the Lions Cup champion, right? The yes. Lions Cup holder or whatever yes. yes okay so now he's defending it against ACH I actually think that that match is going to be the great match on the card to watch um I don't know I mean it's, it's going to be a great match to watch but I think there's you know there's so many of these these big you know multi, multi-man multi tag matches that are going to be uh, you know really take you know Icarus versus Dasher Hatfield is going to be an amazing match too you're going to have 3.0 versus Fist which is going to be awesome too you know this whole match I love Chikara. I know. Right, Bra- and I'm, I'm going to say that it, it's going to be the most underestimated match. You mean the under most underrated match? Yeah, um, underrated match on the card. Yeah, it's going to be solid. But you know, this whole this whole event is going to be great. As I say, go to smvod.com to order it, or show up at the Trocadero December second. Bell time is at four o'clock. Doors open at three o'clock, and you know there'll be some uh, pre-show shenanigans. They'll have their trivia and everything. Yeah, I love Chikara. We have to, I can't wait to go again. It'll probably be uh, WrestleMania weekend. All right, the more independent wrestling, more independent wrestling to talk about. Uh, Evolve and CZW will be doing a uh, split. I mean, you can call it a double header. Uh, Saturday, December eighth. Uh, you're gonna have uh, Evolve eighteen being the, uh, the the first show. You're gonna have the Open the Freedom Gate Championship. Being defended, you're going to have Johnny Gargano facing off against Sammy Callahan. Now, this was supposed to be a match where John Davis was supposed to face Johnny Gargano, but it was changed. No, right, Dave? Yeah, they had um, – what is it? Uh, who's, what's his name? Uh, Sapolsky went on the Twitter and asked the fans if they wanted to change it, and an oh, overwhelming amount said that they would rather see Sammy Callahan versus Johnny Gargano. Is that kind so, of weird, though, to do that? Like you to go on as you don't you don't think so, Dave? I I think it's not. I don't know because with Dragon Gate they really do and Evolve they really do cater towards the fans, 
Like and it's giving, have, it's it's asking the fans what they want, and it's giving the fans what they want. But to be, does that kind of seem like they're not certain with their creative booking? No, that's what that's what Raw no, Active is supposed to be. I don't think so because they've done that before in the past where they've asked the fans what they want to see. I mean, I mean, yeah, but this match, this match was already booked, was it not? Yeah, it was already booked. Yeah. So, hey, it's what Raw Active is supposed to be, but I could see Sammy Callahan uh, beating Johnny Gargano. Uh, But then again, I can't, you know? I I, I can't see. I think Johnny Gargano is going to retain. All right, all right. Just just because it wasn't mentioned, it's going to be at the Flyers Skate Zone in uh, Voorhees, New Jersey. Yeah, it is. Uh, Then you also have – you have an interesting concept here. You have a freestyle four-way. There's going to be four singles singles matches, and the winner of those four matches is going to face off in a four-corners match. You have Chuck Taylor against John Davis, A.R. Fox versus Anthony Nice, Jigsaw versus Rich Swan, and Masada versus Papaton. Whoever wins – Just to say, none of these matches have ever happened before. So they're going to – I'd lost my train of thought here. Yeah, no, the, 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 I'm just saying that these, these are first time ever matches. So they're really giving you guys a good, uh, good amount of great wrestling that you've never seen before. Yeah. So the, these, uh, four matches, they will, uh, the singles matches will compete and the winners will face off in a four way match. So for more information on Dra- uh, Evolve 18, go to dgusa.tv. It'll also be, uh, broadcast on iPreview. WW. There's also that other big match, generic. They're going to have a tag team, big tag team match that I'm highly anticipating. Uh, El Generico and Samurai Del Sol versus Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's going to be great. Super Smash Brothers. I love the Super Smash Brothers. They're excellent. So yeah, WWNLive.net. You can watch it on iPay-Per-View. And then the second part of that double header is going to be uh, CZW Cage of Death 14. That's going to be at the same place later that night. Bell time is going to be 8 o'clock. You can go to hybrident.tv if you want to stream that, if you can't make it down to Voorhees, New Jersey. Uh, your main event is going to be the owner, DJ Hyde, against the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. You're also going to have the CZW title on the line. Masada is going to be facing off against Drake Younger. And you're going to have a CZW rules match between Sammy Callahan and Adam Cole, which should be, uh, should be interesting. They're also going to have an ultraviolet insanity match with four uh, four logo versus uh, the Nation of Intoxication, which I think is going to be a great match. But you know that I think that, isn't that I don't know anything about CZW. Uh, I'm sorry, you know this is something. This is new territory for us to covering uh, talking about CZW. But aren't ultraviolet matches like like blood and guts and like necro yeah, butcher I, style I think matches going to be insane? Yeah, I can't get into those matches. I can't. They're just, you know what? Like, I could do a certain amount of blood, but like, I watched. I was watching a documentary the other day, and like, they showed Necro Butcher going through a bunch of light tubes, and like, it, like his whole arm was just ripped open. I almost threw up. Like, I, I can't get into these tile matches. You know, well, they, I, mean, the, I don't think I don't know how bloody it's going to be because two of our, well, two people that we know of, Ezreal and Bandito Junior, are going to be in that match. So I would anticipate it in depth and more. So I anticipate it to be uh, kind of a high-flying match and not as much as a uh, hardcore, brutal, disgusting match. Yeah, you, you, you never know. Because, you, you know, sometimes if they get a good payday, hey, why don't you cut yourself open? Okay, great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Larry Legend, he's the is he the ring announcer for CZW? Then? I know. Yeah, I know he's done shots for CZW. Yeah, he is. I'm thinking maybe that's I, – I don't know if he'll be at – I think 
Yeah, I think Larry Legend will be there December 8th rather than NYWC. Yeah, thank you for making the segue, Brandon. So that night also, too, you're going to have NYWC at Tour de Circus at the NYWC Sportatorium. Uh, two matches have only been announced so far. The Big O will get his rematch for the NYWC Championship when he faces off against the Demonic Juggernaut Stockade. Um, no, 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 no. no. Uh, it's Apollyon. Okay, that is yes. Juggernaut. Apollyon. I know because I'm, I'm. 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 You're mix- reading your notes, Christopher. Yes, I am reading my notes. They're all You're like. Getting, I'm, they're all jumbled up. I'm getting ahead of myself. It's like Dave with the security cards. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. We all. Well, Stockade is going to be in a match also against Rex Lawless, former yes. Order of the Black member versus present Order of the Black member. And then they actually they announced the tag team match. When? Reckless and Wasted versus DJ Fat Pat and Francis Kipling Stevens. So whoever, whoever wins that one is going to have some uh, some definite pull in the tag team division against the Slop Hunters. So, and, and as we came to find out, the uh, the commissioner of MYWC right now is Brian Vitko, Mr. Entertainment, as we said last week. So we never know what he has in store. Yeah. So maybe he'll throw some uh, some other matches together. So NYWC Wrestling for uh, more information on that. It's a and lot. I, b- I believe uh, Sign Guy is announcing that. Oh yeah, I believe so. Awesome, awesome. Got to give Sign Guy some props. Yeah. So good luck and have hey, fun. Hey, he did a good job last time. Yeah. So yeah, have fun with it and just, yeah, just absolutely roll. yeah. Is there any other independent wrestling matches, independent events that we have to talk about? Well, I mean, everything else is late in December. Yeah. But, you know, in the next couple of weeks, we'll talk about, you know, Ring of Honor's got their final battle coming up. And we'll Extreme talk about... Rising. We got Impact Championship Wrestling, a bunch bunch going on. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of independent wrestling to talk about. But for now, let's get into our shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. At, PD, at PWS, fight, uh, Fightmare Before Christmas, they're going to be having PWS students face off in a grudge, grudge match. You got Dave Destruction Sturch versus the Prince of Aesthetics, Damian Gibbs. Go follow the both of them at Real Destruction and at Real Aesthetics. So that's going to be a good match. Definitely up-and-coming wrestlers that are currently training at PWS. Also, go follow Luke Harper. For those that don't know, it's Brody Lee in NXT. He's a part of the Wyatt family, which I am a firm supporter of. I cannot wait to see the Wyatt family come up. Um, for those that don't know, the Wyatt family is with Bray Wyatt, who's Husky Harris, and it's just insane. So go follow him at Luke Harper WWE. Also, go f- – well, I guess you can't follow or like, but I'll give a shout-out or a shameless plug to Jack Wiggins, our thousandth like on Facebook. Thank you for uh, liking us on Facebook. Go like us on Facebook if you haven't at www.facebook.com slash out. Awesome. Great shameless plugs, Dave. It's time for Chris's Match of the Week. Chris's Match of the Week. Chris's Match of the Week. All right, Chris's Match of the Week. I think I alluded to it again this week. is Sheamus versus Antonio Cesaro. What a match. Um, But it'll be posted on the Facebook page on Thursday. Did everybody like last week's? Because I foregoed the uh, Match of the Week to put Uncle Magic up. Everybody enjoy that? <laughs> I know Brandon. Did, did everyone like Uncle Magic? Did everybody, oh, you better love Uncle Magic. He's going to be recurring all the time here on Marking Out. <laughs> He's actually booked on the show to appear a few times. So We want to try to get him in the uh, WrestleMania uh, tailgate, have Uncle Magic come with his balloon animals and shock him the clown. You know, my, uh, my neighbor across the street, he'll be turning 
two, I think, in February. Should I try and push them to book him? Yeah, do it. <laughs> They're booking for the birthday party. They'd be like, listen, it's an honor to meet you. Can I get an autograph and a picture, please? And a bumper, too, for working out. Yeah, that'd be, <laughs> the, that'd be so funny. Oh, Jesus. Brandon, who are you shouting out? My name is Dave, and you should listen to Brandon's shout outs. Make me famous. Samurai Del Sol gets the first one. A couple of weeks ago, we didn't uh, talk about it. He had the honor bestowed upon him of becoming Octagon Jr. And uh, it is a huge honor in Mexico for a wrestler to pass their name on to someone else. So congratulations to Del Sol on becoming that. Um, Got to give this second shout out to my friend Rob. He's back in the United States. He's back from Afghanistan. You should be getting home to New York today, which is Friday or yesterday, because you're listening to this on Saturday. Or Sunday. Yeah, or Sunday. Or and Monday. last shout-out to tie it in with the troops. The 10th anniversary of Tribute to the Troops will take place on December 19th, uh, or it's being taped next week, I believe, or two weeks, airing December 19th on the USA Network. It'll be in Virginia this year, two hours special. NBC is airing a one-hour special. So when are they airing that? When are they airing the two-hour special? The two-hour special is December nineteenth on the USA Network. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, cool, excellent, good shout-outs, Brandon. And now it's time for it. It's our workout moment of the week. Mark out moment of the week. And uh, mark out moment of the week goes to Antonio Cesaro for this week. Uh, during that match of the week with Sheamus, uh, I think uh, all of us were pretty much thought that he was going to go for the UFO on Sheamus. And I think all of us marked out pretty hard. But I still marked out for that move that he did, which was pretty spectacular. Yeah, no, for uh, Cesaro got Sheamus up on his shoulder. It's kind of like a torture rack position. I don't think he used his arm. His, uh, really his hands though, but and then he just spun him around and dropped him. Yeah, no, he's like almost like an avalanche slammer. Like he was gonna try to go for like a spin out power bomb. Yeah, there was one point where he just had him up there with I don't think his hands were helping him like the UFO. So yeah, it was. Hopefully we get to see it at some point. Yeah, it was pretty spectacular, and yeah, the match of the week will be up on Thursday on the show. But that's our show for this week. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Markingout.com, at Markingout, Facebook.com slash Markingout, uh, Markingout1 at gmail.com, and also RingRopeRebellion.com, at Nick Bentocho. Thank you very much for your contributions to the show. And for myself, Dave, and Brandon, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors, and we will see you next week on the podcast. All right.